Hey there, and welcome to Throw Up Thursday. I'm your host, Dr. J.J. Kelly, the punk rock doc. Take three. <laughs> throw Up Thursday, where everybody except the hosts throw up their problems and feel better. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm just happy I fucking remembered to do this because I was in that <laughs> mode and mm-hmm. I was in the zone, man. Like, just yeah. In it. So this is nice to come and be ah, social and giving and whatever. We knew mm-hmm. that I was going to fuck up the tech on this someday. Let's be honest. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that it hasn't really happened You've up to this point. <laughs> I mean, just with everything, because there's always something that's going to go wrong. Yeah. And I think it's gone pretty smooth, most for the most part. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so, let's dive right in. Do we have any questions? <laughs> we got a everyone. whole bunch of questions. Oh, we do, indeed. We All got right. a bunch. Okay, so the first Wait. one is from, I got from, or actually, well, maybe I'll wait and see if, if is Grace here? I no. didn't okay, maybe I'll, Grace. I'll see if Grace tunes in. Okay. So I have one question that is um, anonymous from a friend. Okay. So this goes, any advice for losing a best friend? I noticed a few weeks ago that my best friend of six years has stopped investing time in our relationship. When we're with each other, which is rare, she isn't her typical bubbly self, and she's usually stoned. I just thought she was going through something. I mentioned it once, but she seemed caught off guard and deflected. But then I started to notice how she behaves around her other friends, which is just how she used to behave around me. She's happier. We live together, and I've noticed she spends most of her time at their house, even staying over on weekends. It makes me really fucking sad because it seems like I'm losing my best friend, but it also makes me happy that she seems happy. Any advice on dealing with the sadness? Hmm. I'm inclined to let you have a go at this first only because you've mm-hmm. been through it but I don't want to put you on the spot you do a good job on this I'm happy to go first and you yeah um ugh, well reading this question like made my heart hurt because it's so like especially the part about like you know I'm happy that they're happy but I'm sad because it feels like I'm you know I'm thinking that I'm losing That's, my best friend I feel like an asshole because I, I wasn't buying that part really that, that oh. part I was gonna go after is um, <laughs> Like, that's, I'm sure that that has truth in it. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's got to be sad. It's got to be mostly sad. And it's probably some anger, too. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it's called bullshit on that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like something you say when you write a question in that's going to be mm-hmm. on a live. But I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not feeling mm-hmm. that. Not buying that? Yeah. Well, then I, yeah. I mean, I think that's, I can buy that to not buy it. Um, (laughs) And it doesn't invalidate the whole question by any means. No, definitely. The first piece of advice I would give is cut the shit and get real with yourself about how you're actually feeling about this. Either talk to your friend and tell her how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, this like, Maybe the whole I'm happy for them thing is, like, on the way to building a bullshit story for not confronting the friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could I be. I see how someone might be afraid to confront the friend, so they just decide that they're going to be happy for them. 
Um, but six years is a significant amount of time, I think. And mm -hmm. um, I assume that this person wants to know what the fuck is up and yeah. they're hurt. And they did the analysis of, oh, th this friend is normal with the other friends and then just not with me. So there's mm -hmm. something there, too, and a whole lot of question marks. So we got to go to the friend and ask or, or let them go and just mm -hmm. be roommates or whatever. But I don't see that happening. If they weren't roommates, I would say, mm, maybe that could happen. But mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think so. It's, it's yeah. going to blow up. If this person does not confront their friend, they're going to have some fucking domestic fight over some bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be yeah, about works. It's going to be about the fucking friendship. Yeah, definitely. And I think maybe the, you know, I'm going straight to the, like, I'm happy for this person as a way to dodge anger. Especially yeah, if I you think. live. Yeah, like, especially if you live with a friend, it might be scary for them to admit how pissed off they are. Yeah. Especially just being like, seeing your friend be normal with someone else and being weird with you. It's like, what the fuck is wrong? with Like, when you see someone who you've known, you know, I've gone through this that you've known for a long time, just kind of switch and be like, are you taken over by aliens? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. I usually go, I jump to the, like, either being sad and being like, oh, why don't none of my friends like me or some bullshit instead of being like, I'm fucking pissed at this friend because that scares me because for some reason, me being angry at them seems like more dangerous with like the very hairy air quotes to the friendship than me being hurt by the friend. Yeah. Which is why you, you know identified what I mean? with this question. Yeah. <laughs> part is because it's a similar blind spot to your own. I mean, personally, yeah. if that happened personally, I would immediately be pissed because it seems like it might seem like to me that they're pissed about something that they're not talking to me about. And now they're being like cold and weird to me and fucking mm -hmm. normal with our other friends. And then is, I mean, that must be happening all in company, by the way. Yeah. That they, they might, they're acting normal when they're there. Yeah. With only them and not, I mean, we got to note to self, we have to have names, even if they're fake names, because. Okay, we can make up some names. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, no, I'd be like, well, you have a, you clearly have a fucking problem with me. Just tell me what it is and we'll work it out. Like. Yeah. Everybody's being chicken shit in this whole situation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, that's tense. And if you live with someone too, I think you got to kind of find your courage and do something yeah. like lame. Definitely. So. It's a real easy way to make your home life like hell. If you just avoid that tension and that like unnamed, I mean, in college, I lived with, like, all four of my best friends, and it was – and we all ended up hating each other at the end of it because we didn't – we weren't honest that we were mad about other shit, and it just completely right. bled into everything. And it's very messy, and it gets very gross pretty quickly, so. Yep, agreed. If no one so, else is going to be honest, it's got to be you. Yeah. And obviously, it's – you know, there's been – action has been taken just by asking the question. So good mm -hmm. job there. Now keep taking action. Mm -hmm. All right. That's a good one. Okay. Now we got another one. Um, okay. So this is another question from a friend. So uh, my <laughs> question is, <ha> <laughs> my question is how to truly validate something 
slash an emotion for yourself when you don't get it from someone else. It can be very upsetting and hard when you want someone to understand and validate you. So when you don't get that in a tough moment, how do you make it okay for yourself rather than looking for outside validation? Just name your emotions. Mm -hmm. um, let yourself, I mean, you can tack on and it's okay. I'm mm -hmm. feeling whatever and that's okay. But mm -hmm. you have to validate your own emotions. You can't wait around for other people to do it. it external validation makes you your environment's bitch in any situation. We don't like that. That reduces freedom. So learning how to validate yourself, um, internal validation processes, like that's where it's at. And that starts with just naming your emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and noticing that you're dependent on other people's validation is a great first step here. Mm -hmm. um, but we need more emotion words too. Upset is not an emotion. It's too mm -hmm. general. It could mean mad. It could mean sad. It could be scared anything so you know print out an emotions wheel and start practicing and do it every time you think of it um you're gonna be i mean christ in a week of doing that you are gonna be much less dependent on other people's validation and god mm -hmm. don't want to be dependent on other people's validation i was just writing that part in the <laughs> book by the way that's so funny yeah yeah, yeah that they need an audience. A narcissist needs an audience because they're not mm -hmm. a whole human being. And yeah. so they are completely dependent on external validation because they have no way of internally validating themselves. And I'm not, I'm not calling this person a narcissist by any means. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that probably even in jest with somebody I don't know, but mm -hmm. I'm just that internal external validation thing. I was just typing. So that's not, yeah. Funny. <laughs> it's funny it's like a weird universe thing kind of um yeah but i i mean i think also like if you aren't able to internally validate your own emotions then like no amount of external validation is ever really gonna do it yeah it's just gonna feel kind of like a band-aid over it but it's just like if you don't really love yourself you can't accept love because you're always like well you know why why would they love me you know if unless you're like i fucking love myself i'm awesome i don't need to like check with someone else then you're able to be like oh thank you for your compliment or whatever you know it's like unless you're able to say like oh fuck i'm sad and that's valid yeah. someone else saying like oh that's so sad there's still gonna be a part of you that's like is it really sad or right. are they just saying that right right yeah nicely said olivia <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> i think this working with kids thing is really bringing it to this like basic level of being like he started a tantrum this week which of course is going to happen uh -huh. but so i'm like okay we're feeling frustrated so what can we do when we're feeling frustrated hmm and kind of like going real real basic with it which is good for me because I'm getting frustrated at the same time. Totally. <laughs> so it's like, okay, let's both take some deep breaths. Yes. Okay, that's going to help, you know, everybody in this room. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yeah. Love It's such good practice for you. Such for good practice. Dude, I know. Kids will, kids will take you there. Mm -hmm. I'm right having now. a lot of practice with the uh, keeping my boundaries because this fucking, this fucker's like really testing me this week to see where the line is yes. and so it's my job to say here's the line so that he can you know do whatever he wants mm -hmm. but when he crosses that line 
no. What's not going to happen with me? Um, the, so the other day he was kicking me and I told him like, I don't like it when you kick me, please stop doing that. And he did it again. And I said, I've told you, I don't like you kicking me. You need to stop. And then he did it one more time. I said, I am telling your mom that you are kicking me. You are not allowed to do that. That is not okay. I've been very clear. And his face, oh my God. He was like, I wish everyone would do that when you put a boundary with them. Like any fucking, the fucker my age or older. Cause this little, he, this little kid, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thing. Are you and allowed today, to enforce consequences on your own? Yeah. Yes, I'm allowed to give timeouts, and I've talked to the mom about it, and she's total. She's super cool and is, like, on my side. And uh, they had a talk last night that I have full timeout privileges and about respect. And so today there was an incident with a Lego. I gave him a <gasps> warning. He pushed it, and I said, okay, time to give me your Lego. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I don't know where it is. And I was like, all right, please give me your Lego. And then he did, and I said, thank you very much for listening to me, and then, like, held it. And then he was totally able to, like, get back into his work. So. Good for you. I would never <laughs> the fucker. I applaud you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. I was just trying to um, reinforce no, doing no, what I, I ask. I okay, yeah. I get yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and I'm not criticizing it either. Yeah. I'm actually applauding. I'm just not sure if the thinking is, like, plain, because I felt anxiety in that moment when I was like had my hand out there because I was like oh fuck is he gonna listen to me like I don't want to you know I just I don't want to be like doing a stare down with this kid I would rather just be like okay it's fine or part of me wanted that which I didn't actually want that but it still revved up my anxiety which I thought sure. was funny even though it's like the six-year-old so tell us when you do your first time out with him Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's coming because he's still. Yeah. I see the look in his fucking eyes, too. He's like, mm. he started copying me today, like copying my sentences. And I was like, this fucker. I'm tired. I'm tired. That is awesome. Okay. It's great practice for me, too. I'm like, I deserve this. Like, it's good. That's I've great. been avoiding this. So. Good for All you. Right. Yeah. What do we got? Um, Okay, we got, oh, let's just, we can do graces and okay. they can watch the recording. Okay. Okay. I have a housemate, housemate who is pretty consistently in emotional crisis. And when I offer advice, which I only do with her consent, or when I share what's been effective for me in our conflict with other housemates, she consistently rejects it, rejects it. It pisses me off to be around someone who is struggling and won't do anything to help themselves out of it. How do I hold boundaries and also keep an amical friendship with her? Oh, Grace knows the answer to this. <laughs> um, there is some element of unsolicited advice here, I think. Um, I hear the consent thing, um, and I don't doubt that. Um, mm -hmm. But, okay, so if there is, if it's, if I'm wrong about that, and it's not about unsolicited advice, it's about attachment to outcome. Mm-hmm. So there's some ego piece he here for Grace. They want their friend to do what they say. We don't give we don't give help mm -hmm. with an attached string of you have to do what I say. Now mm -hmm. it is easy to validate that Grace is frustrated by 
you know, when somebody keeps coming back to you with the same thing that you've already weighed in on, mm -hmm. it's, then I think it's time to say something disarming, like asked and answered. Or mm -hmm. I like to keep it short and sweet and humor shaming, you know. Um, mm -hmm. However, you could explain it more like, you know, you've come to me with this exact thing three or four times. I've already said what I think and you don't take my advice and yeah. test it out. So I don't really want to keep doing this. Like maybe you want to talk to somebody else about this. Yeah. Um, but the general answer for grace, I think is they got to back off. Mm -hmm. um, just don't be there to be the shoulder to cry on, on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, did you say, no, I don't think you said any details of emotional crisis, but it sounds like there's some amount of repetition somewhere in it where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, now you're just like, I don't know, rolling around in the pig pen, you know, like yeah. choice. you're climbing yeah. and you're rolling around, then you're getting out and you're going, oh, I'm covered in pig shit again. And you're like, <laughs> what do I like, do? Right. And then they go back in. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I hang back then. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I definitely do that personally, but I do that professionally as well. If someone mm -hmm. is like wanting to wallow, then, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to waste my, you know, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I've said it a few times. I'm getting a real active passivity, passive resistance kind of thing going on. And uh, mm -mm, nope. I've experienced that before. <laughs> the, the rejection to my pity party invite. No, no. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I think that the pity party hit that we all get um, mm -hmm. is a cue that we're scared of change. Usually that pity party is just the human animal's way of resisting change. Yeah. So this friend is probably resisting some amount of change. And if they're chaos seeking, then they're doing it on another level too. Like if they're going for drama, actually yeah. that's one of the RC categories to the drama chaos seeker. Um, yeah. But like, it's all an avoidance tactic. So, you know, mm -hmm. I don't like to engage in an earnest way when someone recruits me for problem solving. I'm now engaged in emotional labor with them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like to be used like that. And yeah. I think that's probably what Grace is reacting to is a little bit of a drain, a little bit of an energy suck with no real intention of applying new behaviors that bring yeah. change forward. Yeah. It's so, like when someone just wants yeah, you to Allie. be an audience for their bullshit. Right. Allie's and it's gross when you feel. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's yes. like, it's icky. Yes. And Grace has learned about some codependent tendencies that they have. So, mm -hmm. you know, go to CODA. Everybody, by the way, go to CODA. Everybody's mm -hmm. fucking codependent. CODA's free. Go to CODA. It's online. You can go to one in New York. Fuck. <laughs> it's you know? super easy now, too. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Next. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Grace. Um, all right. Uh, okay. It's one 
from another friend. Uh, how can I? This one might be a little hard to answer. So if not, we can talk about something else. But um, oh, sweet. <laughs> how can I determine if I have childhood trauma that I can't remember? I have major holes in my memory from childhood. I don't really remember anything, and I find myself experiencing intense rage at my kids when they cry or don't listen. I wonder if there's something deeper there. Um, there is something deeper there. Mm -hmm. The general thought psychologically is that we don't repress memories aren't a thing. That's an 80s okay. sort of culty thing. Um, and, you know, I don't know this person. And remember, this is not psychotherapy. This is entertainment and, at best, coaching, but mostly mm -hmm. entertainment. So this is not um, a replacement for medical or psychological services right now. I'm going to say that. Because the re 80s repressed memory thing, me saying that's pretty fucking edgy. Um, you remember something a lot of times when people don't remember it's because they dissociated um, bits and pieces are usually there like snapshots or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, this person clearly has to go get some help. Mm -hmm. um, the kids thing um, they're struggling. This person's definitely struggling. And um, if there's trauma work to be done that I do not suggest anybody does that on their own. You know, get a coach, yeah. get a shrink. You know, it doesn't mean meds by, I mean. Um, I don't want it getting in the way of this person's self-confidence in raising their kids. Trauma already has shame attached to it. And if you're, if that trauma is affecting your ability to parent your kids in a way that matches your values, you are just piling on shame on top of shame. I'm sure there's a ton of anxiety on board too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hearing like a little bit of an out of control feel um, mm -hmm. and an attempt to offload a little bit. Like you got to go get in, go get in the work. Um, mm -hmm. This person sounds like they may have already known that and have been avoiding going and getting the help. Mm -hmm. it's, I w I'm dying to know who this is, but <laughs> moving on. Do you okay. have something to add? No, I don't. I don't really feel. Um, this is right. not my friend. It's some. It's a someone else's friend that they sent me their question. Well, and that's a serious one too. I don't. I don't blame you for not weighing in on that. I don't. That, yeah, that, that's big shit. Um, and. And when something is big shit like that, you got to go get professional help. And that means paying for somebody decent. Mm -hmm. Doesn't yeah. have to be me. It does have to be someone decent. And a lot of decent people do not take insurance. If it's trauma work, I would not fuck around and nickel and dime that. You find the money, ask for the money from somebody and do the work. Mm -hmm. You got kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can read okay. my book for free on the YouTube channel. It's a parenting manual. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, that's free. Dr. JJ Kelly on YouTube. Go check it out. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> manages the page beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, okay, cool. Uh, so let's end on a, a little bit of a lighter note. Yeah, let That one. That's a little heavy. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what are some, like, self-love, like, self-dating fun tips that you have on how to, like, celebrate with yourself? 
Oh, that is so funny because Sam and I were just talking about it. We've spent the last couple of Valentine's Days together. Um, Aww. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, spending it with your brother, if you like your brother, is a nice way to do it. Um, <laughs> when I was in undergrad, you know, this whole thing about romantic love, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I just always sort of thought of Valentine's Day as a day of love. It doesn't have to be romantic. And, you know, sometimes I was in a relationship and sometimes I wasn't. And even back in undergrad, like, I would go get Valentines for everybody and then, like, deliver them on my bike. And because I didn't know, you know, like, everybody has a roommate, like, four in Mm -hmm. undergrad. And a lot of times I didn't know the people very well that they lived with. But I always tried to put, like, a sentence on the back. Uh, that said something and so I would mm-hmm. deliver like 180 or like crazy amounts of valentines on my oh life. my god <laughs> yes, totally. sweet old cupid <laughs> <laughs> so and everybody loves them and they were just like the dumb ones in a box you know like mm-hmm. the, in grade school but do you remember like when you'd have your own bag and then they put it in or whatever in school yeah I say we do that like and it doesn't have to even be a physical Valentine or anything. I mean, God, you could do so much electronically in seconds. But let's use this day of love. Oh, my God. Especially with, like, COVID and shit. Like, let's yeah. make a brave effort to connect with people we love. And you know what? How about strangers, too? Like, let's just go that whole day on Sunday being in love with everyone that we see or meet or see in the mirror, it has to start in the mirror. So mm-hmm. talk to yourself in the mirror. Um, the, when you wake up on Valentine's day, like you would someone you are completely in love with, or if you have like a celebrity crush, imagine that they're in front of you and all the things that you say, Oh my God, your hair looks so good today. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you have the most beautiful lips. I can't wait to kiss them. You know, like (laughs) whatever. The sillier, the better. Mm -hmm. And say it out loud, too. Fuck it. You know, like everything's so heavy and tight right now. Fuck romantic love, too. That's hard at the moment. And you're lucky if you have it. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. happy for you. Do something great and do something big. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're with a straight dude, tell them to do something big. <laughs> Just yeah, tell them. Yeah. Tell them. And, and even if you can help them with what to do, take the pressure off. Yeah. But very little will do. Just a little bit. All Just dedicate the day to love and pick to whom or whatever (laughs) 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 so um, i think i cut out during that one part so um, i just want to say that you know if for those of you who are with a straight guy in a relationship tell your guy to do something big this year for valentine's day it doesn't matter what it just means thought a homemade card will do you can Mm -hmm. even help him with what don't get stingy about hey you gotta come up with it no Mm -hmm. work together or whatever but this 
day of love is about effort, like a deliberate effort to connect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and think about what your partner want. <laughs> I think that's important too. That whole like um, that love language thing that has some mm -hmm. validity to it. Yeah, um, just to get people like everybody gives to their partners what they want. Like that doesn't mm -hmm. really work unless you both like the same shit, which yeah. Don't. So I think that really thinking about what your partner wants and making an effort in that direction and not worrying about looking like a fool or making a mistake. I mean, that is, again, that's anxious self-centeredness. That's not generosity. Mm -hmm. Real generosity comes with putting yourself aside and doing an act of love for someone else. And I want it to be brave. I want everyone to do something that scares them a little bit. Because that's the kind of love that gets us out of this shithole. Yeah. The courageous kind. And again, it doesn't have to be romantic for people who aren't in a partnership. You can still be brave. Just find something that scares you just a tiny bit and do that. And then fucking celebrate how brave you were to put out an act of love at a time of strife. Let's all do that. I'm going to do that too. Beautiful. <laughs> Battery's going to die. Hate it. Kind of so thing. can any more. Can oh, goodness. What? That's it. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, I just said paying it forward. I don't know. There might be a Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that <laughs> nice sum up olivia <laughs> all right so uh my phone's gonna die what is that what is that it's a link is it to a what song? is that a link I to i see spotify oh everyone listen to oh. this let's put this on the post when i post this how do we capture yes. that link uh uh megan can post it again oh my god oh god right Jesus. yes Get it from <laughs> Megan and let's post it on this later. Okay, will do. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to everyone who joined yeah. today for Throwout Thursday, hope you barfed your problems and feel better. <laughs> we will put a song on for Valentine's Day for all of you attached to this link. Bye. Bye. Love you, Liv. Love you. Get in touch with me, Dr. JJ Kelly, the punk rock doc, at drjjkelly.com. <laughs>